Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion. Useless NBA trivia and garbage rankings. We are in season two. As you guys know, we are talking about the best who never. Best who never what? And this week, it's the best players who never won a single playoff series. Last week, we talked about the best players who never made the playoffs. So we are excluding all of those players from this list. Best players who made the playoffs but never won a playoff series. Uh, we're only doing players from 1984 because that is the modern playoff setting. Number 15, Tyreek Evans. Now Tyreek came in 2009 onto a really bad Sacramento Kings team that was right dead in the middle of one of the longest missed playoff stretches by any franchise in professional sports history. Uh, as a rookie, put up 25-5, and five, and it was completely meaningless because they won a grand total of 25 games. His best bet was probably on the Pelicans. He was on those AD teams. Uh, 2015, they were a solid team, but they got swept in the playoffs. So, what are you going to do? 45 wins for that team, and he was putting up about 17-6-5. Tyreek was a nice, like, point forward, couldn't really shoot. Not really a great scorer, especially if he's your number one guy. Not a great option. Because last year in 2019, the playoffs with Indiana, 10 points a game. They got swept. Not only made the playoffs twice and underperformed very poorly in both games, both series. Tyreek Evans, overrated player. Probably going to be forgotten in history. Number 14, former number one overall pick. You definitely don't remember him, Purvis Ellison. His two nicknames were Never Nervous Purvis and Out of Service Purvis. Kind of weird. Uh, he too was drafted to Sacramento. We're going to talk a lot about Sacramento, I bet, today. A couple good years with Washington. Uh, with the Bullets, 20 and 10, 2011, 1992. That was a 25 win season. Uh, a lot of bad teams. Never really played for even an okay team. Made the playoffs one time in 1995 with the Boston Celtics. This was pre Pierce, post Bird. They got swept six points a game. Lost to an Orlando team that went all the way to the finals. Purvis has the rare distinction of being the first overall pick and also a most improved player. It's a Sacramento curse for you. Number 13, Tom Gugliotta. Googs had a nice long career from 92 all the way to 2005. A bunch of different stops in there, most, most famously with Minnesota when he was an all-star in 97, putting up 20 and 9. 20 points a game, two years in a row with Minnesota. A lot of middling career late with Phoenix. None of those teams had success when he was there, though. Uh, Minnesota, of course, they won a couple playoff series later with KG, but in his time, they made the playoffs once in that 97 season, lost in three games. He put up 18 points a game, though. Ain't bad. 75% from three. Pretty good. And then on those J-Kid Phoenix teams, one year with Stephon Marbury, three playoffs, zero wins. Sorry, Tommy boy. I do want to mention that he was once traded in 2004 for a pick that became Gordon Hayward. That just didn't make sense to me. How many guys can say they were traded for both Chris Webber, Gordon Hayward, and Gary Payton? That's just a weird trio. Number 12, I think this might be the most shocking, Rudy Gay. Because he played on some good teams. He was on Memphis when they sucked. Uh, and then they had the nice turnaround in 2010 with Zebo and then Marcus Saul coming along and uh, Mike Kindly turning into a, a, a borderline star. But in that 2010 season, they missed the playoffs with 40 wins. 2011, they won a playoff series. He was injured for the playoffs. In 2012, they got bounced in the first round by the Clippers. And in 2013, he got traded away. And they did better. The only times Memphis won playoff series was when he was not on the court. Kind of telling. 
He was a very old school player and that he would take 16 shots, hit eight of them, but he just never felt like he was an important presence on the, on the court. Like 19 points a game is hard, yeah, but is he the guy you want taking your last shot? Obviously not. Uh, eventually went to Sacramento, first Toronto, then Sacramento, uh, and then a couple years in San Antonio, but this was post Kawhi. Uh, actually, one shared year with Kawhi, one shared year with Kawhi, but that's when he was injured, so doesn't count. Two playoffs made and two first round exits. Rudy Gay, 1120 games played, no playoff series wins. That's a lot. Number 11, the Rudy Gay of today, Zach Levine. He almost made last week's list until 2021 when DeMar DeRozan signed a contract that everybody hated with the Bulls. Uh, turned out to be the best thing for him. The Bulls were the one seed for a little bit and, and then that fell apart. Uh, but the fact that in 2017, he got traded for Jimmy Butler and Minnesota made their first playoffs in 14 years, mm, kind of telling. When he became the second best player on his team in 2021 and they made the playoffs, kind of telling. When they couldn't decide who would be the one between him and DeRozan, and they kinda settled on Levine, and they started missing playoffs again. Kinda telling. He should not be the best player in your team, ever. Uh, in that one series, swept by the Bucks, 19 points a game, not bad, but he should not be taking 16 shots a game for a good team. And the fact is, he's not, because the team is no longer good. A really nice score, really fun player, Chicago really likes him, but there's a reason he's on this list. This is gonna be a couple guys we get to where it's like, ah, that was just bad luck. Uh, Levine, Hmm, that's on him. Uh, Levine is like today's Sharif Abdur-Rahim, who is our number 10. Sharif Abdur-Rahim, drafted in that incredible AI Kobe draft. Dropped 19 and seven a game as a rookie. He was on some really, really bad Vancouver teams for the first five years of his career. Putting up like 20 points a game, 10 rebounds a couple times. He went to Atlanta, made his first all-star team. That didn't really work out. Uh, eventually to Portland and then Sacramento. He made the playoffs one time in his career with Sacramento in 2006. He scored nine points a game. They lost in six. He has played six career playoff games. Sharif is not a historically great player. I think people look back at the early 2000s and they see guys like him and they're like, oh, who's this guy? Sharif Abdurrahim was a problem. Yeah, not really. Back in those days, it was probably uglier when big guys put up meaningless stats, whereas a lot of little guys do it now, and that's just kind of the inverse of, of the game, I guess. Number nine. This guy, I think, was a winning player. Cards never fell his way. Michael Red, Most improved player in 2004. One of the great most improved seasons. As a rookie, six games played, two points a game. Fourth year with Milwaukee, 22 points a game. Got up to 27 points a game a couple years later. He was just a born scorer. I don't know, like he's not gonna be the best player on a good team. He was constantly in like trade rumors though, especially for LeBron and the Cavs. I think cause he went to Ohio State, right? Yeah, he did. He was born in Columbus. Look at that. Michael Red, the original missing piece, amazing three point shooter, 38% for his career. Only took four a game, peaked at about six. Should have been taken way, way more. Those Milwaukee teams were fun, pretty solid. Okay, but by the time they really figured it out, by 2010, the Fear the Deer team with Bogut and Brandon Jennings, uh, Michael Red was done. Two really bad leg injuries that just took away his career. Really sad. In 2006 though, against a really, really good, this was probably the best Detroit team. Obviously they didn't win the title, but the league got better around them. Uh, 27 points a game. They took a game, took one game off of the incredible 06 Pistons. Michael Red, we will never forget you. Number eight, 
Speaking of the Pistons, Andre Drummond. Uh, some guys you can blame for not having a lot of success. Some guys happen to spite them. Andre Drummond's just kind of separate. A guy like him is never going to lead to winning, but he's not a losing player. Just a big body, big rebounder. He's like the fifth piece on a team, and he was just never on the right team. So that's fine. We all love Andre Drummond. Two-time All-Star somehow. Ended up becoming a really good passer around 2018. Started getting like three a game. It's really weird. One really underrated thing about him is his, uh, his stealing ability. Just a really smart defensive player. Maybe not the best defensive player. Obviously got blocks because he was big. Um, got a lot of steals though. High percentage shooter. High percentage shooter early in his career and then just dipped to like 53%. Not really an offensive weapon, but just a tremendous rebounder. And that's what we, that's what he's historically relevant for. Four times led the league in rebounding. On Detroit for a long time and then went to like f five teams in four years. Changed really quick. He was an awesome backup for Embiid before he was in that Harden trade, which I despised. I did not like that they gave up Embiid insurance. And it also meant that he didn't get his first playoff win. Brooklyn got swept by the Celtics the first round of the playoffs that year. The year before, he was with the Lakers, kind of in that uh, Dwight Howard role from the title team the year before. 11 rebounds a game in those playoff games. Lost in six, and then swept twice with Detroit 19 and 16. But a guy like Drummond, you don't really blame for losses. I like him, good player. Apparently his nickname was Big Penguin. Don't remember that. Number seven, just retired. Huge international player, even though the stats don't really back it up. Uh, one of those culture guys, Ricky Rubio. The fact that he was playing professional basketball at 17 and was the best, it, he, it's just unprecedented and might not happen again to have a career that didn't really pan out. Like Luca had the same international career as a teenager that Ricky did, but Luca like had a legit NBA career. Ricky was a starter for a lot of years and then a nice backup in the latter couple, but just a wizard as a passer. Uh, not a very good defender, but got a lot of steals, especially early on. Just never learned to shoot below 40% for his career. And as a point guard, that just really, really limits you. It's not like you have to be a born scorer, but if you can't shoot, you're just limited. People hone in on you. Your assists matter a little less. Uh, you're not on the court for big plays. He made the playoffs three times, twice with Utah and then Cleveland, and then Cleveland last year. And last year they got embarrassed by the Knicks. It's not on him. He was 32 and passed his prime. Uh, the fact that he never made the playoffs with Minnesota, kind of a bummer. In 2014, in 2012, that was one of um, Kevin Love's big early years. They looked like a playoff team. Then Ricky got hurt. That was Ricky's rookie year. And they ended up missing the playoffs. In NBA history, he's top 100 in steals, top 80 in assists, 23rd in assists per game. Pretty good, Ricky Rubio. Number six, maybe the all-time bad luck guy. Never on the right team at the right time. Literally, always on the wrong team at the wrong time. Al Jefferson, if you play his career 20 times, it's gonna be better in 18 of them. From 2007 till 2014, he was just a 2010 every single day of the week. Third team all NBA in 2014 with Charlotte Hornets. They did make the playoffs that year, somehow. And then again in 2016, he made the playoffs in 2012 with Utah, 2005 as a rookie in Boston. And none of those games won a single playoff series. But I mean, he was part of the KG trade in 2007. You're not going to pass that up. But the fact that he was part of a trade that got you KG makes you pretty good. Minnesota, he was beside Kevin Love for a little bit and then got injured in 2009. That set him back. Just two things you don't really want. Like, in theory, he'd be good with Kevin Love. But you just want both in the post. And both are great rebounders. So especially back then, didn't make sense. 
those Utah teams were kind of weird. This was post Darren Williams. He was beside Derek Favors, Cantor, Paul Millsap for a couple years. And by the time he got to Charlotte, it might have been the best basketball situation, but the team just wasn't that good. Closest he ever got to winning a playoff series was in 2018. Uh, he didn't actually play in those playoffs even, but that was the year that Victor Oladipo took the Pacers to seven against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Al Jefferson, always a big fan of you. Amazing down low, smart passer. In probably five universes, he's a Hall of Famer. Number five, this might change soon, De'Aaron Fox. He's already in his seventh year in the league, 21 points a game for his career, about 25 each of the last four years, about 25 and seven. A really smart passer, but just an incredible finisher. Not a very good shooter, which is something you'd want to see him work on, but just dangerous in the clutch. Of course, he was All-NBA last year on that remarkable turnaround to give the Kings their first playoffs in almost two decades. Uh, but they that was the only year he's made the playoffs. Lost to the Warriors in seven. I think this is going to change, and I'll have to find somebody else to put at number 15 because De'Aaron Fox is going to be moving up this list. I probably could have put his running mate, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, on this list as well. I'm just going to put them together in spirits. Fox and Sabonis. And they both get a half point because they're both probably going to win a playoff series this year. Sabonis played on a lot of uh, decent Indiana teams for a little bit. And then a couple really bad Indiana teams. Uh, amazing passer, great rebounder, rebound leader the last couple of years. Uh, not a great three-point shooter, but hits him when he's open, so that's helpful. Uh, number four, I had him in the same category as De'Aaron Fox until like last year. And he has just taken off. It's SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander. 22 points a game for his career. Really, really good defender. Leading the league in steals right now. Uh, people call him a point guard. He's not a point guard. Uh, good passer, though. Good rebounder. Plays a lot bigger than he is. I think he's six foot three. He's listed as like six six. I don't think that's right. Uh, very thin, very slight, but can just score in any way possible. High, high percentage finisher. First team All NBA last year, which seems impossible looking back at it a couple years before. The closest he got to a playoff series win was 2020 when he, Chris Paul, and the Thunder took the took the Harden Rockets to seven. Uh, always, I if I can go back in time, I would, I would change the outcome of that series because I absolutely hated it. SGA is either going to be on top of this list after this season or off this list entirely. One of the two. Number three, Stevie Franchise. Steve Francis. Stevie Rookie of the Year 99 Co. with Elton Brand. A couple All-Stars in Houston, and then went to Orlando and quickly, quickly faded. Probably because his nickname was City, because he was going hard all the time. That's not what you want from your uh, from your best player in your team. Amazing rebounder. He was 6'2 and getting 7 rebounds a game. Not a very good 3-point shooter, but took a lot. Was never scared of taking them. 43% uh, the, from the field for his career. He made the playoffs once in 2004, lost in 5. 19 points a game. That was Yao's second season, uh, and then Steve's last season in Houston. His career was done by 30. Never looked back. He was never All-NBA. He's historically relevant because he was fun. He's an interesting character. Uh, the fact that he cried on draft night because he did not want to play for the Vancouver Grizzlies, and they traded him away. That's historically hilarious. Uh, but when you see, uh, if, if you ever see a Houston game on, you know, NBA TV from early 2000s, it's going to be fun. Number two, I almost don't want to have him this high, but I think it's right. Carl Anthony Towns. He's just had a better career than Fox or Alexander just because he's played longer. Uh, 
he's gonna be passed by both soon. He's almost 30, three-time All-Star, just a 26 and 11 for his entire career. Gets a lot of blocks, but very dumb defender. A fine passer, doesn't really fit in the flow of the offense, and that's really his thing. He's so skilled, probably the best shooting, best three-point shooting center of all time. Really good finisher, just does not know what to do on the court. He was All-NBA twice, uh, but the only times he's made the playoffs were when he was not the best player on the team with Jimmy Butler and then Anthony Edwards these last couple of years. Right now, they're sitting at number one in the West, partly because he's transitioning to being the second best player on the team and being okay with that. But he's just not an alpha, and that's fine. If he's the second, like, it's hard to say, like, a team can win a title before they do. And you also just always want to push back on teams that have been historically bad. But eventually, eventually, teams that are historically bad are going to win a title. Same thing with the Raptors a couple years ago. I think Cat can be the second best player on a title team, and I think that's fine to say. Uh, so after this year, he might be off this list too. One guy who's definitely not coming off this list is number one, Brandon Roy. He only played six seasons, only really played five. Played five games his last year in 2013 with Minnesota, a year after retiring. Just when you don't have knees, you're not going to be a, have a long basketball career. Three-time All-Star, just in, in, just a flash offensively. I mean, he was Dwayne Wade with a better three-point shot. He made the playoffs three straight years in 09, 10, 11. And 2011 was one of my favorite playoff moments. Was He was only 26 years old, already washed up from the beginning of the season. His body was falling apart, playing the Dallas Mavericks, and just willed the Blazers to victory. Everyone thought that the Mavericks were choking again, and that would have been hilarious. Um, but they didn't, of course, and they won the title. I'd rather have Brandon Roy's career, a couple All-NBA teams, and just greatness that fell apart. It's Bill Walton light, you know? I'd rather have that than than Andre Miller. So there you go. That's our list. Brandon Roy, Cat, Steve Francis, SGA, Fox, Slash, Sabonis, Al Jefferson, Ricky Rubio, Andre Drummond, Michael Red, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Zach Levine, Rudy Gay, Tom Gugliata, Purvis Ellison, Tyreek Evans. If I miss somebody or you think I'm an idiot, tweet me at WrongOpinionNBA. We will be back next week talking about the best players who have never gotten to the NBA Conference Finals.